When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So now Posey ranges away and Ballinger throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys as the Giants come to the end of the week. And a good week of baseball, by the way, with with a four-game sweep in Colorado. Kind of a weird game in Arizona with Alex Cobb. I don't know how many times we've said that this year. But as we as we roll through... Uh, September, and it's with Joe Shasky, Mark Willer. We're glad you're with us. Joe, as we move through September, I think it's interesting to look at certain players and where they've sort of positioned themselves to be on or to not be on the roster for next year. And even if they are on the roster, kind of what's their role? I, I, I mentioned Alex Cobb already. Alex Cobb is stands to be in this rotation this year. Um, I think people have largely in the second half of the season got a better sense of who he is. But I also think he just completed the weirdest year in, in, in the history. Like, I mean, I know it's so easy to be like, oh, bad luck. This guy has had the weirdest luck. I think he had a really, really good year if you dive in. And so I don't know where Rodon sits. I don't know about Kyle Harrison. Uh, but we know that Logan Webb and Alex Cobb are going to be you know, sort of on the front end of this rotation next year. And I'm, I per- I'm not mad at that. No, I mean, I'm looking at someone like Jacob Junis and I'm saying to myself, okay, I don't want him to be my fifth starter. If he's my sixth, my swing man, my long relief guy who could spot start in case somebody goes down because we know how long the season is and there's just odd quirky days where you're going to need that extra arm. I'm totally fine with that. Cobb specifically, this is why you watch the games. This guy has been so much better than the raw ERA and the raw amount of hits given up. Um, I actually really like Alex Cobb but he needs to be there five. Like that's my hope going into next year. Maybe a Terrison somewhere in that rotation. Um, but if he's your five, you're looking really strong when you look at this rotation. I just worry, not necessarily about the pitching. I worry about guys like Yastrzemski, like VR, um, you know, Lamont Wade had a nice little hiccup for a couple of days and now he's kind of sunk back down. We fall into this trap at the end of the year where somebody starts to produce and we go, you know, are they the guy that produced toward the end of the year or are they the guy over the regular season just had some bad luck? And I'm saying to myself, just don't fall victim to that. Don't take a small sample size and say the bigger sample size was where he just kind of had a, a stub of the toe. 
I'm I'm with you. I, I, it's it's sort of you know it, it's on us to sort of ride the line between what we would like to see happen and what we know is going to happen. Like Mike Estremski is going to be on this team next year. Yes. He, he just is. Still has a positive war. I know that they, they they think very highly of him. Obviously, he's cheap. I just don't want them to promise or even pencil him in as the everyday right fielder. If they're exactly. talking for about everyday players, then uh, they, they need to be thinking in terms of everyday players. And, mm-hmm. and, and Yaz has sort of been given that the last couple of years. And I get why his numbers against lefties might be as good as they are against righties. But right now, for the bulk of this year, they weren't really good against anybody. So uh, a good September is nice. And it, it sets up his spring training to compete next year. I'm sure Wade will compete. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure VR is probably going to get the opportunity to be on this team. But there are so many decisions to be made. Like even to go back to the rotation we were just talking about. I love what you said. You know, can Junis maybe be like, can we bolster the bullpen by some of these guys who started ending up actually in the bullpen? I don't mm-hmm. know. Is Dee Sclafani going to end up in the bullpen? Don't forget <laughs> – Dee Sclafani and Wood are slated to be a part of this rotation as well, which makes it feel rather full really quick without having that top of the rotation guy, unless you want to say that that's Logan Webb. If they lose Rodon, they don't really necessarily have that. So there are just so many decisions to be made as Longo coming back. And I want them to keep as much flexibility as yes. possible for everyday spots because if those guys are ready to say yes in free agency they've got to do it yeah i mean i I look at the number one need is right-handed power hitting outfield period like that starts there you have all these redundant lefties out in the outfield and they're like a bunch of half good ball players you know yastrzemski's a great defensive player the bat leaves so much to be desired this year luis gonzalez much better contact hitter but then all the fundamental stuff, he just he's like out to lunch, you know? And then Lamont Wade Jr., not the strongest defender, but he gives me some positional versatility. He's just not hitting the way he did last year. And there's just too many lefty, redundant outfielders. Slater has to have a spot on this team. But to me, in an ideal world, it's Slater and Yaz in center. And you get one of those corner outfielder guys who can man right field, <clears throat> Aaron Judge. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe you bring back Jock Peterson. I don't know if that's going to materialize. But then maybe that makes Luis Gonzalez or one of these other guys kind of go away because you got the left-handed power bat in, in Jock. And then I don't know what they're going to do at third base. I mean, your guess is as good as mine because Crawford's playing better defense now at short, but I don't want to fall into the trap of realizing that's where all the best free agents are is in shortstop. And as good as it's been this week defensively, I mean, he made an incredible play off of VR's glove the other day. I'm saying to myself, ah, oh, Korea, Turner, Swanson, like – that's where the market is telling you to go get a player. So I'm very conflicted. Yeah, well, there's so much going on on the left side of the infield because we're thinking only in terms of Crawford, VR, Longo, and free agents. There's also Casey Schmidt and Marco Mm -hmm. Luciano. If you're thinking about the organization beyond this year, this next year, I mean, and Schmidt, by the way, may absolutely factor in next year, Luciano the year after that. So if you're thinking about, well, we're going to, you know, give me a shortstop for the next seven years, be careful. I'm not saying you put all your eggs into any minor leaguers basket, but you also don't want to block out two of your top prospects who, by the way, if anybody had a good years in the minors, Casey Schmidt, Marco Luciano went healthy, were two of those guys. So there's so much going on over there 
in terms of a log jam that they've got to figure out. I'm still very intrigued by the idea. If he's open to it, I'm very intrigued with the elimination of the shift by the idea yeah. of a Tyro Estrada, Brandon Crawford, second base platoon. I, I am intrigued by that Me for too. sure. Um, there are also shortstop free agents who have some positional flexibility on their own, like Trey Turner. You know, he can go play second base some. But, you know, Tyro is one of those guys that has made it very clear this year he he needs to be on this team next yes. year. And, and he needs to – I don't know if you want to call him an everyday player. That's a guy that should be in your lineup more often than not. I'll, I'll put what? it that way. And I think his positional versatility gives you options, right? Like that gives you some options. The other two guys that we're omitting that we haven't brought up, J.D. Davis has a spot somewhere. I don't know where. I don't think he's an everyday player. But can he be a Darren Ruff type where he just mashes and he's a DH, play a little first base? Like ideally to me, Jock and J.D. Davis are a perfect platoon together. Like that's the way I look at that. Somehow, some way, one of the two of them is in your DH role every single day if you don't, you know, splurge on, on a star. Lost in all this like craziness of this year. Like we're all depressed and we're sad. There's two major developments for me. Obviously, Logan Webb and Rodon have been outstanding for the most part if you look at their body of work. You look at the beginning of the year, and I said, man, what's Joey Bart going to do? And most fans, after about a month or two months, were saying he's a lost cause. Yep. You know, you look up, and the numbers look pretty good. You know, not great, but pretty good. I think they've salvaged him. And, and, and even though I expect more from him, I like what I've seen thus far, and I think there's something to build on for next year. The other guy I cannot forget about – Camilo Duvall had a rough patch earlier this year. He is right in the ship. He is closer to 30 saves than, and I didn't think this was even possible. He's at 26 right now, a great week of baseball. He was dominant pretty much uh, all week. And I just, I have not felt better about Duvall than I have right now. And it's because he's not heavily relying on the slider. He's throwing the cutter and the sinker. I just like where he's at, at the maturation process of actually pitching. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, uh, Joey Bart, to your point there, that's a major league catcher. And, and, yeah, I don't know if this is a star. Everybody wants a star. But, like, yes, that is a major league catcher. He looks like everything has finally yes. slowed down. He does not look like he's guessing at the plate anymore. He's always looked good behind the plate. I think everyone can feel very, very good about that. And Doval, the only thing to watch for him next year is can he go with that pitch clock? Because my yes. man, my man <laughs> needs a heart a rate, point. okay? My, <laughs> my man is just, right? They're coming back from commercial. It's so right? true. He, like, it's it's so like Doval's in for the save. We're back from commercial. It's like I haven't started my warm-ups yet. Like, I mean, he's just so chilling, yes. you know? Yes. So that's going to be interesting for him. I'll give you my positive development, yeah, and it's in it the me. other direction. Because every single – Giant fan who's been frustrated in recent years. I hear the same thing all the time. I know you do too, Joe. And it's that Farhan is a penny pincher and this team is more interested in saving money than winning. I want you to notice, watch what has happened and what will happen with Tommy LaStella. Tommy is under contract next year. He's not going to be on this team. I'm he, with you. He is not going to be on this team. And that is, that is snapshot one that this team will do the right thing rather than save a buck because yeah. they're going to have to eat that thing. I don't think anybody's taken Tommy's contract. Someone might take the minimum and take that portion of it off of their hands. But you've seen what they've done with this month, and that is move off of him in favor of watching other younger players play. 
And I just think that that's a good sign. That's the kind of financial bicep, if you will, they have. And we've been waiting for them to use. And I think they will. I think they will. And hopefully that's a sign of things to come with how they handle free agency. That's a really good point. You know, the old Giants, hey, Russ Ortiz, you stink. Take a hike. We'll buy you out. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they would do to guys. You're 100% spot on with that. The other thing I'm noticing the last couple of weeks, they're trying some different arms out in the bullpen. And, boy, we know that they needed to retinker this bullpen. It's not one move away. But to see a guy like Sam Young – slowly develop a little here. I'm saying, all right, I think there's something there. I maybe wanted to see Alexander maybe a few weeks earlier. I think they could have used him a few weeks earlier, but I do think they're going to go with some of these younger guys now that double A is kind of finished up. Maybe you see a couple of call-ups here at the end. They they absolutely, because I know we're talking so much about everyday players, there's got to be a very big retooling of this bullpen. And, and I don't know if you can go through free agency. It's about identifying the young arms that nobody sees right now. And we're not going to know until camp comes uh, next year. But I'm seeing at least them go through some arms and it's not just the same old same old two names we're going to get to in just a second barry bonds and aaron judge okay that's coming up in just a second uh but before we do that i just want to ask you one real other uh, another real quick question with regard to september mm. the team now sits at 75 and 78 how much do you care that they get to 81 and don't finish with a losing record does this matter to you at all not really. I mean, for look at for Gabe Kapler's sake, I hope he does because I think that he has tried to win every single game. Like, but he's been dealt a really bad hand, and it sucks because he's going to have to wear the the overall record. There is something to be said for not having an under five hundred season. Like, I do get that, but the other side of it is, ooh, and then it's not the NFL. I'd like a better draft pick. You know what I mean? I hate to be that guy, but I'd like a better draft pick. I mean, is that is that foolish of me? No, no, not at all. And I know it's one of those things that's really just in the moment. It's in the moment. It's not going to last. Uh, in other words, I, I, by the time we get back to next year, I, I, most people won't even know what the record was. They won't even know if they finished with 80 or 81 or 82. Exactly. But, but in this moment, it is something I'm racing for. I, I, I hope. I hope they have a strong finish and, uh, and get north of 80 wins because it just does have – it, it, it has a better look, uh, if, if you ask me. They're, right now, they're on track to finish as, uh, you know, along with all of the playoff teams, the only other team in the National League that's going to have a positive run differential. Like, stuff like that, it just, I don't know. It, it, again, it's not, it does, it's not huge, but yeah. I think it matters. It speaks to them actually being a viable team and, and maybe not being quite as far away as, as it feels like they are right well, now. I, I definitely la- believe that. One last point on that. One thing I've noticed is that their prospects have been getting fast-tracked. You referenced Casey Schmidt earlier. He was a guy that – great glove, but we didn't know about the bat. The bat has been on fire. He got elevated late to the double-A team, and it looks like he's going to be fast-tracked. A lot of their guys that we thought were 2024 call-ups – have actually been re-slotted to 2023 call-ups. So you got to kind of recalibrate here because I think the last month and a half, they've actually had some positive traction at the lower minor league level. I'm actually feeling a lot better about their minor league system. Yeah, Schmidt up to Sacramento. So uh, he crushed me, double Sacramento. A. And so now he's he's going to get a quick shot with the Rivercrats before everybody heads home for the offseason. And, and he absolutely could factor into the uh, the, the major league club's plans next year so that's uh that's exciting and and just add that into that left side of the infield oh. intrigue and log jam uh that that is going to be so fascinating so 